Well, it's 11 o'clock, and here we are for the WrestleMania special. It's 10.59 and 59 seconds. Welcome to at 11. <laughs> um, oh, thanks. That said, of course, you already know who I am. I'm Pat McDermott, and Dan Peck is here with me. Whoa, whoa, WrestleMania. Ooh. And Chris O'Mealy is also here. Indeed, and we want to thank Giant Media Ball for allowing us this extra time on the schedule for this live special. Giant Media Ball, it's like a giant ball of media. Without the fleas. And the great thing is, even though this is extra, you won't be getting extra fleas because there's none. None at all. All right, you guys, WrestleMania is tonight. I've got the card in front of me, and we're going to talk about this stuff in depth. You guys ready to discuss some mania-ness? Just try and stop me. All right. We're going to start off with the... Uh, Dan, shut off uh, my mic. The, we, had, we had a pre-show match and then eight matches, and now we have two pre-show matches with seven main card with the possibility of adding an eighth. So we're going to discuss this in the, uh, the order I predict they're going to happen in. So, so um, we're going to start with... Which means I'll, I'll be completely... Uh, Pressel Mania, right? Pre-Wrestlemania? Yes. Pressel-mania? Pressel-mania. We haven't pressed the place yet. Preface-mania? Alright. Tag Team Championship is on the line in a fatal four-way. Your champions are Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, and they are defending against the Usos, Los Matadors, and two members of the New Day, and I believe it's going to be Kofi and Big E. Um, the storyline here is pretty simple. Cesaro and Kidd are your defending champions. Um, they defeated the Usos. The Usos are trying to get their shot in, but in all this chaos, New Day and Matadors found their way in by scoring wins over either the champions or the number one contenders. So, and aren't Matadors? A- I don't have um, actual raw, so I get Hulu Plus feed. But aren't Matadors starting to like show signs of being heels? Is that where that's going? Uh, in this situation, yeah, they kind of were, which is ironic because they were getting cheered over New Day. <laughs> Is it is is it like their heels and Torito still a face? Like they're gonna start abusing their little bull? You know what? That might be the case because when they came down to the ring, Torito was doing the hand slaps and they weren't. So I guess he is still the face. Oh there. my god! Animal cruelty will turn anyone heel. Which means that Natty has to be healed by default, and yet no one's reacting to her as a heel because everybody loves Natty. Because she's been in two interspecies erotica matches. Fucko. <laughs> yeah. Species erotic. Mr. Dante wants to fuck the donkey show. <laughs> I'm the sexy stud. But but that's a boy. Kelly could be a boy's name. Oh god no. Oh god yes. <laughs> Alright, so uh as far as the tag titles are concerned, <clears throat> pretty simple way to get a couple of tag teams over. Uh, my prediction and then my pick are, of course, going to differ. Uh, as far as predictions go, I think it's going to be a retainment job by Kid and Cesaro because I don't see the Matadors getting a tag title run anytime soon. I don't think the fans would really enjoy that. New Day is getting very negative reactions despite the fact that they are baby faces who promote positivity. So that's working out for them. 
And you know it's not going to be the Usos because Jay's out with a shoulder injury. But again, that's a great way to keep them on the Mania card without Jay having to do much. So he can still get his Mania payday, and then he can take his time off. And then I guess it'll just be Jimmy and Naomi. You know, I feel bad. I feel bad for a new day because I thought all those guys in in the little stable together had a lot of potential, and I think WWE saw the negative reactions after two weeks and were like, "Just get them off TV. Just get just get them off. Don't even give them a chance." Because I just get them off TV. You got to do. Yeah. The, you got to you got to do the voice. Oh, I, I wasn't going that far yet, but <laughs> damn it, this is a black mark on all of wrestling. Get them off my TV. <laughs> all right, now you've taken it that far. Um, thing is... Wow, he didn't ring I, a doorbell. I know, he's so desperate to get he in here. He possessed me. <laughs> the thing is... I can't I possess really... white people. It's against the law. <laughs> Jesus. My law. Uh, New Day, I like what they're doing with New Day. I think it's a good idea, but it's just not getting the reaction that they want. Um, so, I predict it'll be a kid Cesaro on retaining, and my... My pick for this match would also be Kid and Cesaro because I think they're the best team and I think they Whoa, still have a long way to go. You said it would be different and then it was the same. I know. Get call Russo. No, he that, thought Kid was, was going to get the pinfall, swerve. but he actually thinks in real life Cesaro's going to get the pinfall. So there you go. There it you was go. totally See, different. It's, it's totally different, Dan. Totally different. <laughs> Completely different. Um, uh, I agree because the other ones don't make sense. Like Matadors is tag champions. Yeah, sure, right. And then. New Day, they're going down the bucket, and then one of the Usos is hurt. So, what are they going to do? Hold on. Um, I'm actually walking up the rampway of Victory Road right now, because guess what? Uh, I agree. agree? I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so that'll be your uh, tag title match. Um, Cool thing, I got a couple of stats here about uh, records, uh, mania records for all these guys. Uh, the guy with the best record in the tag title match, ironically, is Diego, who comes off as two and three in WrestleMania matches. Um, Wait, matches at WrestleMania, but not necessarily yeah. on WrestleMania. Actually, a- no. AKA the title uh, yeah. unification match. Uh, and lost. then there's also a one and one record for Cesaro and Fernando, who are both one and one at Manias. Uh, the person with the worst record. Would it be Kofi, who is one and five at WrestleMania, beating out Tyson Kidd, who is zero and four? It's all them money in the banks. I know that some people would probably say zero and four is a worse record, but the way I look at it, Kofi may have had more matches, which means he had more chances to win. What is Kofi's only Mania win anyway? I don't I even don't think I know think. what it is. Was he in the? I mean, he wouldn't have won, but. Was he in the Team Johnny versus Team Teddy match? Because uh, he would have been Team Teddy, right? So he yeah, yeah, he would have been on the Babyface team, so he wouldn't have won that. Wow, I can't think of what Kofi... All right, any of you guys in the interactive thread come up with Kofi's one WrestleMania win? Let us know. Of course Thank he'd you. be on Team Teddy. I like to keep my color segregated. I mean, separated. Or according to Johnny Ace, Team Teddy Johnny was the team he was leading. <laughs> Team Teddy Team Johnny. Teddy Johnny. Cuz he can't even get his fucking name right. It's not even a, it's not even his freaking gimmick name. It's his real fucking name too. Uh, oh, and shout out to Jason Chin for still being awake so he can listen to this. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Appreciate it. 
All right, let's talk about the Andre Battle Royal, and I'm just going to say it right now. The reason I was mad that this got moved to the pre-show is because in official WrestleMania canon, the Andre Memorial Battle Royal will not actually happen at WrestleMania because It'll in the be long at run... at WrestleMania, not on WrestleMania. Yeah, because in the long run, the official card doesn't count pre-show matches. If it did, RVD wouldn't be listed as having an undefeated WrestleMania record. Um, that said, supposedly this is going to build up a singles match for the actual cards, and we might actually get, like, full entrances out of everybody here so people can get the proper reactions. Um, in the match, I'm going to run down the competitors, and then we can all kind of pick and choose who we think is it. who we well, think can, either has I, a chance of winning or... Can I ask real quick, what what is the point of this? I don't understand. I mean, I understand they used to do battle royals every year anyway on like a pre-show thing or at least a couple yeah. of years they did that so everybody gets a payday. Is that is that the only reason for this? I think it's kind of done that way and I think it's I think it's done to get everybody on the card and also kind of give them a little spectacular because they don't have money in the bank anymore. But I feel like I think- if <laughs> if you go back to last year, Cesaro won it and it was like white hot when he won it. And then they kind of killed that. So I'm so a Paul Heyman guy. Oh, this is going to be good. And that's like, LOL, Paul Heyman's got all these guys, but he still likes you know, Brock the best. I hate to say it, but that was the worst move they could have made with him, was going full back to being a heel and putting him with Paul Heyman. He was ready to, to flourish as a babyface, and they killed it. Um, but the thing is... I killed it! So what, what are we fighting for? We're fighting for a spot that comes before this spot on next year's WrestleMania. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing. By moving it to the pre-show, it's actually it's killing off the mystique of the match immediately. This is multi-man match mania. Yeah. Really. All right. So I'm gonna run down the competitors, and you guys tell me who you think has a shot, who's gonna do well, who's gonna be out first, whatever. Let's start with Eric Rowan. Okay. Let's move while. on to the next person. He'll last a while, but he won't do anything. Yeah. Uh, Adam Rose. Well, uh, oh, oh wait! Maybe, is, maybe he'll get his his rumble. His rumble spot, spot that they, they gave to Kofi. Yeah. The, the rumble spot that we were talking about that should have happened for, and they could have done it at the rumble and they didn't do it. Yeah, here's a time to do it. Yeah, here's a time um, to uh oh around the ring and keep him in. Uh, Connor and Victor, the Ascension. Oh, I was like, what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who? That name threw me off after last night. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot Connor is the name of one of the guys in the Ascension too. <laughs> hey, these guys are making their WrestleMania debuts. All these guys, so good. Yes, for they're a tag. They're a tag team in a fucking battle royal. Womp womp. Yep. Um, all right, let's talk about Hideo Itami, who won the tournament to even compete in this. Oh, do you mean the Japanese raw pizza? Ew. I actually think he'll get a couple of good spots in, and he might actually last for a while. I think. Yeah, I think he's gonna have a hell of an impressive showing because I. I think they seem to notice that when they brought all these other people into NXT, as great as he is, he kind of got lost in that shuffle. He doesn't stand out as much as Finn Balor does, or Kevin Owens for that matter. Even though he came in first. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they put him in a feud with the Ascension, and it didn't really do that much. In fact, that entire feud just brought in Finn. So. But I think this this will let him showcase, and he'll be in, um, I would... I would say probably until the final four, at least. Yeah. Will he hit the GTS during this? I uh, hit it this weekend, so maybe he will. Yeah, at a fucking NXT house show. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Oh, we found it. Shin found the answer. After Vladimir Kozlov was injured at the hands of the core, 
Kingston was chosen as Kozlov's replacement in an eight-man tag match involving Kofi, Kane, Big Show, and Santino versus the Corey. Oh, my God. That match was like a minute long, so. The Corey. Yeah! I've had enough! <laughs> uh, that's enough. <laughs> God. All right, so we, we all agree that Tommy will do decently. Um, how about Mark Henry? Whoa, Whoa hey. hey. Yeah. Um, Going to be a baby face that no he one understands. He acted like he was already retired during the Hall of Fame pre-show. He had a son there who was like super Mark, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you see him marking out. During <laughs> yeah, that was, I got a kick out of that. Uh, but Mark Henry's like, now that I'm retired, he pretty much, he like almost said that exact sentence. Yeah. So he's going to run into Big Show's fist again. Of course. Oh, he's going to run to the Andre statue this time and get knocked I, out. I'm going to say I'm retired and keep wrestling because that's what I do. All right, let's yeah. talk about let's talk This about time Heath. saying he was retired, not as convincing as the last time. Nope. Let's talk about Heath Slater. Oh, he's going to dress uh, up as Sting. Sting? Of course. Uh, Slater, I think, is going to be the guy that takes the GTS. If someone takes the GTS, yes. Well, he just fired a shot at, at, uh, at, what's his name, at, uh, CM Punk on Twitter. Did he know? He did, yeah. Matt Awesome just shared it. Uh, how about Goldust? Here's an actual contender. Goldust has also never won at a WrestleMania. But uh, a lot of there's a lot of people on the internet who think that this is going to be Goldust's moment, and I don't see that being the case. And I that kind of sucks because I really wanted to it's see one that one last moment. His I really match I, with Cody, but what I if, don't think that's the case. If they announce that the winner of the battle royal gets to go into the IC title thing, Goldust would yes. go, would go up to the top of the list, towards no. the top of the list if, for winners in my mind. You know what's we'll happening. Actually, We'll actually you know that. who's actually you know who would win then. I can't believe I am backstage and I have the chance to win the battle royal, the Andre battle royal, to go after the icy title. <laughs> um, Goldust has a better shot than a lot of these guys I'm about to name. For example, Sin Cara. Few oh, spots elimination. All right, let's talk about Damian Mizdow. Um, I think. And well, we'll talk about him and the Miz. I think as far as who's got the best chance of winning this, it could be one of these guys because this is supposedly going to set up the uh, the next the uh, singles match bonus. The b- 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 bonus. Oh yeah! Finally, the Miz and Mizdow. Yeah, and I think at it last would mean, you're on your own. I think it would mean more if it actually involved the Andre Battle Royal winner because that's how it would take that prominent spot onto the main card and have them fight over it. One guy eliminates the other, and then the other guy gets the singles win. So, would you rather see the Miz win the Battle Royal and so Mizdow can defeat him on the main card? Or would you rather see Mizdow win the Battle Royal and then Miz defeats him on the main card? Nah, Mizdow has to come out on top at the end. Yeah. Or Mizdow wins both. I think we see Mizdow reluctantly helping Miz eliminate um, numerous people in this, actually. And then from that point, yeah, it comes down to the finish, and he tries to toss out Miz. Miz gets pissed. Miz gets the upper hand, wins the Andre trophy, so he can say, I've done everything, even though he hasn't. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I missed that Royal Rumble that the Miz won. I remember they, when Dan pointed that out, I started that, laughing. That's if they set up a match during the show. If they don't set up a match during the show, I would say Sandow is one of my two top picks to win. Yeah, I would agree with that. Alright, how about uh, Kane and the Big Show? Um, they're going to do what they did at the Royal Rumble and just toss everybody out. Toss with boring. people out and then, and then get eliminated. Plus uh, five, boring. And then Roman the, Reigns shows up and punches him in the face. Of course. Primetime players. Oh, by the way, Big Show will be pissed when he gets eliminated and can't win his fake dad's trophy again. <laughs> uh, Primetime uh, players. Um, again, nope. another tag team. Yeah. So, nope. How about Jackery Swaggery? Uh, no. Because... Might, might do well, but well, has no chance of winning. Yeah. He's going to see Rusev, and he's gonna, there's going to be like Batman and Joker, where he's like, I think we're destined to do this forever. <laughs> How about Zack Ryder? Uh, <laughs> he, had, he had a pop in the Rumble, he's going to get a pop here, and he's going to get knocked out of the ring. Woo! Woo! Bye. How about Fandango? Yeah, that new gimmick has really taken off for him. Yep. Uh, No. All right, how about the big guy? That's my other pick. I think Ryback could win this if they're if they're gonna try to pay off something from that. Everybody got fired and yeah, they overcame yeah. adversity and came back. Then, yeah. like I said, Ryback and Sandow are my two picks for this yeah, match. Yeah, other other than Miz and Mizdow, I think Ryback is the next most likely guy to win this because they've done the most build around him and Miz and Mizdow as far as this match is concerned. So, and then the final competitor in the Andre Battle Royal. Is Axelmania. Axel Mania. Axel Mania. <laughs> Over the top rope. Oh. Or will he even get a chance to enter this? Or will something screw him over and well, then he'll be talking about how he never Sheamus got eliminated? Sheamus will bro kick him on the way to the ring and take his spot. That, that I think that's funny. a great prediction. I, I'm going to go with takes that. takes his spot. All right. I'm going to call this now. My pick is Mizdow to win it, but... My prediction is either my prediction is either the Miz Mizdow tangle, Ryback is the possibility, but if Sheamus enters, he wins. he's winning it. Yes. My uh, I would say my final pick, if I have to just pick one, is going to be Ryback. Okay. What about you, Dan? If I could only pick one, I would pick Heath Slater. All right. So Dan's not winning this one. All right, let's move yeah, on. Yeah, baby. Okay, no, yeah, I agree with you guys. Either a Miz Mizdow match is set up, or the Ryback makes the most the sense. The Ryback, and of course, the caveat of if Sheamus shows up, he wins. Of course. Although I do want to see a meme of of the big guy with a trophy of a big guy. Don't worry, it'll get broken in a week anyway, just like it happened to Cesaro. <laughs> Someone will be peanut butter and jelly and break it. Peanut butter and jelly. All right, so it's time to move on to the main card. We've already discussed one match that might possibly happen, so I'm going to start off with the with uh, Arnold's favorite match that's going to be happening. Yes, yes, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I I can't believe you guys didn't pick me as your winner for the Andre Battle Royal. <laughs> Why? I thought you wanted to be in the in the IC title match. Because if I win, then I could be in the IC title match. No one said that. We just talked about it. It was speculation. It's a possibility, right. but not a definite. What if I so, use my frost ring to freeze time? Your frost ring? You I got it last night. Remember your own character. Oh, God. 
God, Lord. All right, so for the icy title ladder match, which I think is going to open the card because it's the, you know, you need the, one of the most because exciting it's gonna be, matches it's gonna be to be the, the best match on the card. Of course. Um, it's Bad News Barrett defending, and the competitors are Dean Ambrose, Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, Stardust, R-Truth, and Luke Harper. Uh, out of all these guys, who do you think has the best chance of winning? Uh, D-Bright or D-Zig? Um, way Barra retention. Yeah, it's a tough one. I think it's easier to everybody to just say that they don't think R-Truth is going to win, but that would be a real shocker if he did. Oh, which is sad, because he's been nailing his performance lately. He's been back to the R-Truth everybody loves. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't wrestle anymore, but he just <laughs> talks up the storm. Um, my personal pick is, of course, Debray because he's my fave, but my bold prediction is that it's going to be a Barrett retention. That's going to be Heath Slater. Yes. All right, and my other, my other slightly less bold prediction is that this will be the match of the night. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, the only match I really want to see on the show. <laughs> All right, so like I said, I'm, I'm kind of trying to call the card as it happens. Um, my next pick would probably be that bonus Ms. Mizdow match. Oh, wait, real it. quick. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, if he doesn't get enter into the Andre Battle Royal, I also read that they're, they're toying around the idea of putting him in that IC uh, ladder match. Do you think Sheamus would walk away the winner if that were the case? Or do you no, think it's... I think if Sheamus is in that match... He's not going to win, but he's going to turn heel. Bro kick all the faces. All the faces. Even yeah. the heels' faces. I'd be, I'd be surprised if he ended up winning. Um, but we'll see. All right, let's talk about Randall and Seth. You know, I think this could possibly steal the show. I, I as, feel far, like this... as far as a one-on-one technical match is concerned. Yeah. Right, it... it... It's very reminiscent of the show that I thought stole X7, which was, or not, not X7, 27, which wasn't hard to do, which was CM Punk versus Randy Orton. Right, right. Um, when Orton needs to actually work, he can work really well. It's just that when he gets into rest hold mode, it gets boring. But Orton's, Orton's style, the main reason I have an issue with Orton's style is because he spends so much of the match being slow and methodical that when you get to the exciting portion... It's, it takes you so long to get there that it's almost hard to get into it. Speaking of slow and methodical, how about the, the feud build for this? Where, where the best part happened when Orton got interviewed on the bus by full suit Booker T while he was slumming it. I, I, would, I would think it would be hilarious if they came out for the match and then Randy's like, I'm just kidding, man, we're friends. I didn't really want to match with you here at night. And then let's slow burn it to SummerSlam. Is it sad that the best build for this match happened on the network, which means that like ninety percent of the people who are going to be watching WrestleMania tonight didn't see it? <laughs> didn't see it, yeah, yeah. Um, as far as predictions go, I really think this is one of those things where I, it's tough to say what's going to happen. My obvious pick is for Rollins to win, but yeah, Seth again, Rollins should win because what's the point of Randy winning? But there's a good chance that Randy will win, and then Seth will do something later. And we're going to discuss that. Or, or my, my prediction I came up with last night before I went Ooh. to sleep, this will be the Ric Flair edge match from uh, uh, New, Year's Resol- New Year's Revolution 2006. It's been built up. You think they really want to tear each other apart. He'll get disqualified really early and then cash in at the end of the show. 
Yeah, I think Rand- Randall's actually winning this match. For a second when you said that, I was thinking of the Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels match, and I'm like, curb stomp, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Edge one. The one with Edge. At, at Revolution. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's talk about the Deavers. Um, Bella Twins versus Paige and AJ. They're actually doing a decent job building this and making it feel important. Uh, whether or not it will break that top five blog that Dan wrote has his remains to be seen. I think that this is it's going to be a Page AJ win over Page the Bellas. I think it needs to be. It should be. It's I think that's I the whole reason the title isn't on the line right. in any way on, on this card. So the good girls can win? Yep. Yeah. The freaks, the geeks... As they say. All right. The Glampire um, page. And hope this match will probably go on second to last, just in case somebody else goes long. But we'll see. It's going to be uh, one of the main events. Of course. Everything on the card's a main event this year. <laughs> of course. It's WrestleMania event. <laughs> All right. U.S. title match. John Cena versus Rusev in his debut WrestleMania. This is one of those matches that's been built up. Rusev wasn't as... on last year. No. No, he uh, he started wrestling the night after Mania. You know what? Because he was at the Rumble that year. Yeah, he was at the Rumble, but he was. But then he just did not... promo spots until he after For Mania. Then he... three and a half months. I don't think it was that long. Wait, yeah, he wasn't in the Andre no, Battle. No, you know right? what? Because they did a couple of weeks of him doing just TV promos, and then when he actually debuted, it was just Lana introducing him, and then he would rant at the top of the ramp. That's all it was. Was he that night after WrestleMania guy? Was he one of those? I think so, yeah. Um, what I do want to say about WrestleMania, because you know, I've seen a lot of people complaining about the card, and... I've seen way too many people complaining. When, when you think about it... I mean, look at what we're getting. We're getting John Cena and Rusev in a United States Championship match, which is like, I'm not saying, oh, wow, we're getting John Cena versus Rusev. I'm saying the United States Championship matters. The Intercontinental Championship is in a seven-man ladder match, and these guys are all hungry for that title. Like, it, these titles finally matter, and isn't that something we've all been clamoring for as fans for a while? More importantly, John Cena's not in the main event and not in the world title match. Thanks, Brock. Yeah! He literally did suplex him out of the main event. He did. So, yeah, no. That's what a lot of people <laughs> fail he to realize. that torch like a bouquet and Roman Reigns caught it. Yeah, that's what too many people are failing to realize. The titles feel important this year. And that's a good thing. I mean, yeah, John Cena's doing it, doing it for America. And, uh, that, and that title actually means something to his whole career. I mean, it's basically coming full circle right now. Uh, but I just think a lot of people are complaining about the card, saying, uh, these aren't the people I want to see. But the titles matter, and the, the card, I think, is yeah, going to be very good. The card's going to be good. All those people can shove it. All right, so I'm not really sure which way I see this one going, because I feel like either way could benefit. Even if this ends up being the big Rusev first loss, he's been on such a tear for so long and been so well protected that I don't think this is actually going to hurt him. Especially because there would be a rematch and he would get the win on that one anyway. If he if John Cena loses again, we're gonna get sad John Cena again for a year, right? Yeah. Of course. But this I, was the worst year of my career, even though but I, I actually made it in every pay per view. And I won I, every other match. 
but I think this could be a big deal if he actually <laughs> j- submits John Cena. Like that would be the biggest like deal. Straight that would up happen. makes him tap out. Straight up, yeah. Like like, like they should have done with Daniel Bryan. <laughs> like like Chris Benoit did to him, but we don't remember that or acknowledge it because. Either way, I, nev- I never give up an official canon. <laughs> Either way, I feel like this match is good for WWE and for wrestling as a whole because, like you said, if John Cena taps out and Rusev gets that victory, that's great. But if John Cena wins the U.S. title, the U.S. title becomes even more prominent than it is right now after you know just kind of floating around for years on end. So I think either way it works out, and I'm gonna say. Rusev Crush, and that's how this one goes. Jehan Sinus has died for America. Rusev Fudria. Yes. One, one, one like master. equals one prayer. Please retweet. <laughs> PLSRT. <laughs> Thank you. All right, let's talk about Undertaker and Bray Wyatt. Pat, I know you've got a vested interest in this match. I'm expecting a lot from this match. Um, I feel like last year, you know, Undertaker was supposed to look like a beaten down old man going into the match, so maybe he didn't hit training as hard and all that. But this year, like, if you've seen the pictures of him leading up to WrestleMania, like I said on the show, he looked like American Badass Undertaker, and I'm expecting Bray Wyatt to, his character at least, to not expect that Undertaker to come out. Like, not that it's, not that I'm saying it's the Badass Undertaker, but an in-shape, ready to kick your ass Undertaker. And uh, I think this match is going to be a lot more than what people think, which was Bray Wyatt is just going to carry Taker through a match. I think this is going to be awesome. I think this is, um, I don't think it's going to be the swan song. I think it's going to be Sting and Taker next year, even though Sting's like, I'm not having a match again until the night after WrestleMania when he shows up and lightning hits, and he's like, oh, now I have to stay. Um, I'll see you in a year, Undertaker. But that said, I think Bray Wyatt is going to lose, but he's going to gain more from that loss. Like John Cena last year. Right. And, I mean, just being in association with The Undertaker and the whole face of fear thing, regardless of whether he wins or loses, he's going to be that next character once Undertaker's done. He's got all the lightning powers now. I know. He knows He knows the guy in production really well. Yeah. And you know what? I'm really, really happy that the streak is not a part of this match because we can talk about Undertaker and Bray and how that's going to go instead of, well, you know, will he be the guy worthy to end the streak? Here's the thing that I get pissed about is people go, a Bray Wyatt doesn't even deserve, he was, he's a jobber compared to The Undertaker. You know, like, people have really been tearing apart Bray Wyatt, and I guess part of that is good because these people, like, these people hate him as a heel I because they don't think he deserves it. people rip on him for being fat it. and wrestling in a shirt, and then it turns out that they wrestle in shirts. Or what about those people that are fat and do nothing, and, and then they go, well, Bray Wyatt's fat. Um, I'm pretty sure he has a lower percentage of body fat than you do. Yeah, why don't you... I'm what, just going to put that out there. Get in the ring with him for five minutes, and if you don't come out crying like a bitch, you can bow down to him. Or he can also, bow down if, to you you. Haven't, if you haven't been watching Bray Wyatt from... I would say it's from uh, after his feud... Even, actually, no, since he came back in the feud with Ambrose till now, his matches have been terrific. So I don't see what anybody's complaining about, and I don't. I, I think he's looked very strong. I think he's looked stronger than Roman Reigns, honestly. I mean, the guy has been on a tear with Dolph Ziggler, with Dean Ambrose, with anybody who's been put in his way, and he's been giving great matches each time. So I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, but he didn't fall off the top of the cell. Oh, that's right. 
Well, nobody yeah. fell off the top of the cell, so I guess they're not, they're nowhere near as good. <laughs> All right, so my prediction is that Taker gets his redemption, but Bray Wyatt still looks like a million bucks regardless. My actual pick, though, would just be to see Bray go over, because I think that'd be a big deal. They've been but, lying to you, man. But we'll see. It should be a good one. All right, let's talk They've about... they lying to you, man. Motorcycle talk... Undertaker's coming out. God, no. Let's talk about Triple H and Stang. Sting wins. King LOL Sting versus wins. Vigilante. LOL Sting wins. Well, that was easy. Yep, uh, so Sting wins. And I think it's going to be a good match, too, because I think Sting can Triple still H go wins. and Triple it's H can still over. go. It's, it's done. <laughs> you damn right of over. Triple, H, Triple, H, is Triple a... H cannot win this match. Triple H is about to hit him with a sledgehammer, and Sting's like, hey, you have my bat. And he's like, what? And he looks at it, and it's really a bat and not a sledgehammer. He's like, oh, no. And then He's got powers to slick Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, the lights go out, and the sledgehammer turns into a bat. He's like, I don't know how to use this. <laughs> Batter up. <laughs> yeah, in that experience, he doesn't know how to play baseball. He only knows how to play well, croquet. Is, um... Oh, God. <laughs> Because wrestling isn't wrestling. Time to play croquet. <laughs> Pat, now, I might I might need to uh to uh, video chat you during this. Actually, even that's it would oh, it would fuck up my stream though. But but I really want I just want to watch this match with you so we can hear the commentary. <laughs> We're gonna have um, to do that one day as a CK video special through Hangouts, where we'll actually watch some YouTube clips of. Mystery Triple Wrestling H Theater. Of Triple H matches and have you do Triple H commentary throughout the match. You know, I I will definitely do that. Um, I'm wondering, Triple H can have an expensive entrance this year and so is Sting. Um, and I heard they were hiring people. That, now, someone told me this. I don't know how true it is. They said they were hiring people to dress as crows. And I'm like, why don't they just have crows? No, but they are doing something because they put out a call on Craigslist, like the talent agency in San Francisco that was booking this. So uh, yeah, there, there's going to be big elaborate entrances. There's going to be lots of flights and flashy doodles. But um, do you, so here, Sting can come down from the rafters. Here's a question: Do you think Sting is going to win with um, the Scorpion Death Drop or the Scorpion Death Lock? Because Triple H is not going to tap, right? Except that he's totally tapped at other WrestleManias, so um, you know what? I don't know. He didn't I don't know if it'll last be an ex year, right. He got knocked out with a knee. Yeah. KO. I don't know. That's a good. That's a that's a good prediction. Um, if he's gonna job to the Scorpion Death Drop, there's gonna be like six of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's not get too close to those uh, those turnbuckles. We have those expensive cameras in them now. Let's not let's not go too close. The, those look so weird because of how much extended the turnbuckles are now because of it. Yeah, I remember um, Shabon when Shabon saw him, he was like, "Oh, Kane's coming out." I'm like, "I don't think that has anything to do with Pyro." <laughs> and then we found out they were new cameras. I like right. the idea though. I do too. Um, again, they, the quality could be better, but you know what? It's experimental, so it'll get better. Well, when they're ready to go to the new models, they'll just have Triple H crush them with the sledgehammer, or they'll have Big Show pull down the Titantron and crush them all with the Titantron. Right. And know, now, does. for my most accurate prediction of the night, Sting will not storm up the ramp and say, I agree, at the end of this match. I don't know, Triple H might get in an altered state during the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. 
It's time. Demon let's, Hunter. Let's talk about Brock versus Roman. Do we have to? No, we have to because Brock resigned for three years, which means this is not a predictable ending anymore. Can I give my my blockbuster prediction? Yes, please do. Okay, so is it going to go out of business? N- no, big competitive match. <laughs> um, F five kick out, spear kick out, Superman punch. One two three. Roman Reigns is your new champion, but wait, he pulls off his mask, and it's really the boogeyman. Fuck you, Antonio! Ha! <laughs> and WrestleMania. He was Roman this entire time? Just tonight. Later they find Roman Reigns knocked out backstage with worms in his mouth. <laughs> What else is there to say? I don't know. I think we're all in agreement. Uh, That's how it's going to end. Oh, God. All right. um, And then worms crawl out of the sides of the title. Okay. uh, Legit legit prediction. Brock is going to be the baby face in this match. Big time. No shit. So much larger than life. Oh, just remember, whoever, if anybody gets a live musical performance, they're the one that's jobbing. Oh, I can't wait for Roman's live performance of Burnout! Burnout! by Jim Johnson. Yeah, who's gonna who's gonna have a live performance? <laughs> we are Motorhead, and we're gonna kick your ass. <laughs> it's all about the game, and all about the game, and it's all about the game and the game. <laughs> I guess CFO Dollar Sign could perform live. Do you think Brock is gonna play his theme on the piano from Big again? Oh, like WrestleMania 20 when you mark the fuck out for yeah. that? <laughs> yes. Uh, first WrestleMania memory. Uh, Pat and I used to watch pay- pay-per-views together for, oh, Christ, for years we yeah. did this. Pretty much until I moved to Florida. We were watching as many as we could together. And we were at uh, his now ex-girlfriend's house, ex-fiance, whatever the hell she ended up being in the end. Same thing. And we were, <laughs> Brock comes out for his entrance and... The the bottom Tron is just a keyboard of lights playing like where he's in stepping. succession with the music. And you're like, he's playing the keyboard. Pat like jumped up and you made Tamara run back in from the kitchen and almost kill himself <laughs> just to come back in so we could all giggle over Brock's keyboard. Was that the night I F5 Tamara? I think it was. I can't tell the difference anymore. You, you'll have... It, when you say the night you did you did a wrestling move to somebody watching a pay-per-view, <laughs> to insert you gotta name be here. way, way more specific. There was a big spot at every pay-per-view. We watched it with the shades, though. Rich Lacasio was at that pay-per-view. Oh, that was the best. I Luthez pressed him. Because <laughs> so he pulled was... off a diva move. Awesome. Well, no, it was funny. He was, um... Steve Austin <laughs> used to do that, too, damn it. He was jumping on the bumper of my car as I was trying to leave, and I said, fuck this. So I put Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme on. I switched to the passenger side of my car because he wouldn't see that door open. And he was on the back of my car. I jumped, tackled him, and started Luthez pressing him on pavement. It was awesome. Probably almost killed him. <laughs> ah, but I thought uh, curb stomps was, what was how you guys introduced each other. Said hello. How you doing? How you doing? Curb stomp. <laughs> I agree, I agree. Oh, yeah, so we were talking about Brock and Romain, right? I think the match will be better than we expect it to be, but I think the crowd reaction is going to be incredible. My honest, bold prediction is Lesnar retaining. 
if Lesnar retains, I don't necessarily envision the cash-in happening, though. If Roman wins the title, I predict cash-in. And I was going to say, I like if, how unpredictable this main event yeah, is. Yeah, and if he cashes in on Roman, I really think he's going to win. I don't think it's going to be a cash-in failure. I think he'll win and get the biggest babyface pop of the night right as everybody thinks their night is ruined. Well, that would, that would be awesome because then Brock would be like, I want my title back, and I would get that one-on-one Rollins and Lesnar match that yeah. I want. Uh, if Ro- if Roman wins, we complain on the internet. He not get his rematch anymore because he's two, ti- two champions He's two champs removed? Yeah. Fuck you and your and your rematch clause. Actually, uh, I would believe that Brock Lesnar doesn't have rematch clauses because he's so sure he's going to win his matches. Just like happened to JBL when John Cena beat him because he didn't put a rematch clause in that match. I'm going to hold the title forever, Bagel. <laughs> or well, he you know, had held it for like nine months at that point. So. Or, or Pat's prediction will come true. And can you can you just say that one more time, please? Of which part? The just the end. Yeah, just the end. Oh. <laughs> Fuck you, Antonio. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so uh, that's going to be WrestleMania. I'm... Brock Lesnar's going to break into the Reigns' house and oh, take and... his wife. No, no shin. Children's name. No shin. He's not going to get fired after his cash-in. Fuck off with that. Um, I, I think Sh- I think Shin just wants him to get fired so badly because he called it when the Shield debuted, and he just wants it to happen so he can just be like, "I told you guys so." Even if don't worry, like in ten years when he finally when he finally does leave, like, I, told like, so. I told you. What if they? I mean, do you think they would be smart enough to like pull a trigger on something where, since Brock is obviously going to be cheered, Roman's going to be booed, that the authority was backing Roman the whole time, or decided to back Roman tonight so they could have a champion who's around constantly. Something like that? Do you think anything like that could happen? I hope not, because I think the Authority storyline's played its course. I um, really do. It that played said, its though, course when they got fired late last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that said, though, um, I think Brock Lesnar, because he resigned, resigned, is... Uh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Thanks, Internet, yeah. for saying that Brock resigned, morons. R-E-S-I-G-N, you fucktards. I think I think Shin just wants a donkey Superman punch from Roman. She's right when he's about to come. Just... Ooh, ah! I, I guess he was unimpressed with Seth's penis, and that's why he wants him fired. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, we're gonna talk about the Hall of Fame, and what I'm doing is I'm putting up the interactive thread right now. Interactive, go. Uh, start asking some questions, guys, and we'll answer them as we move on here. But let's talk about the Hall of Fame. What were some of your favorite highlights from last night? Hmm. I would say, and I, I know Dan and I talked about this prior to the show, but I thought even though Dana Warrior kind of took the stage to herself, I thought that was well-deserved, and I thought that was one of the the best speeches of the night. Oh, God. Dana Warrior got me choked up. Daniel Bryan got me choked up. Connor's dad got me really choked up, and then when Jackson said his "I love you, Connor" line, I legit started bawling, and I was so mad. And I'm like, "This is ridiculous!" The Hall of Fields. And then is MVP uh, sued you for gimmick infringement. Well, MVP was in the crowd, in case you didn't see him. I wonder if he was balling. 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 But then the Bushwhackers came out and saved the night because that speech was so goddamn funny. When he was ranting about his check, about how Luke got to be in the Rumble for four seconds. I was in for 25 25 minutes. 25 bloody minutes. When he got his uh, checks, this was the same as mine. God damn, that was hilarious. 
I thought the whole night was full of really, really good speeches and everything, but I feel like um, the beginning of the show really dragged on. I think that Keish took a little too long with his speech, which was funny because they were totally ready to play him off at the end. And I think, and the the Scotty Too Hottie snub was pretty ridiculous. That guy, that guy from Too Cool. uh, I had a WrestleMania moment before you did, Daddy. (laughs) I I think though, Rikishi did. I I would say he should mention something about them instead of just here's my acceptance speech. Samoa, 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 Samoa. I finally got over because my ass. Samoa. I am. I am Samoan. I am Samoan. We're also mowing. We're also mowing. The best part was when they were doing the dance at the end. You could tell that Jay didn't want to screw up his shoulder, so he immediately just like folded his arms and took a step back. Just... Oh man, gangsta lean. Um, um, and Larry Zabisco's speech was really weird when he couldn't like figure out how he crawled into Bruno's shrubs, and he but couldn't then... figure out how to get further in the story than that. Yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, to hell with writing a speech. But I like the way he ended it. Where he put over the fans. I thought that was my... Where he talked about all the shit that's happened to him in his career. And how he's been stabbed and stuff. And he's like, and I loved it. Every second yeah. of it. <laughs> good, good stuff. Um, I think that Leap and Lanny Poffo did a great job. Especially how he incorporated all of his poetry in there. And even yeah. Randy's favorite poems. I know there are some people that are pissed off that he didn't main event the Hall of Fame. And Nash did. But... In a way, I'm kind of happy that we didn't have to end it on a down note because I liked Nash's speech and I thought it was really funny. I was going to say, was it worth watching? Because much like Kevin Nash matches, I fell asleep during his induction. Oh, well, I mean, it was kind of funny. He took a couple of jabs at himself. HBK's intro was great, too, and he's like, Kevin and I conducted some business in the shower together. And it was funny because I was talking to Jason Shin about this, and he said, the first thing that went through my mind was, didn't a wrestler die in the shower? I'm like, yep, Bruiser Brody. Stabbed to death in Puerto Rico. Good lord. Oy. But uh, I, I really enjoyed the Hall of Fame like I do every year. I like that Jerry Lawler took a shot at Eva Marie on the red carpet when he's like, I think I should have dyed my hair for this. He's like, but when I arrived at the building, they told me I was hosting, so everything's going to be okay. And they, they showed Eva like one time in the crowd, and she looked like she was ready to fall asleep. To be fair, half the crowd looked like they were about to fall asleep because yeah. they were there for four for four hours. <laughs> yeah, um, Arnold's speech was good because he was super respectful and humbled, and Alundra Blaze's speech was incredible. I really, really got a kick out of hers. It was, she, uh, was the best speech. She did her putting the mask back on moment where she took the title out of the trash. Yeah, see that was cool. I like that they did that. And the gags from before. Um, really good Hall of Fame overall. I still say that. The 2013 class was the best one, but that also had Bruno in it. And the 20, the 2005 class... That also had class, you in attendance. Shut up. <laughs> the, the 2005 class with uh, Hogan and Piper were probably the best overall And all the guys that classes. they defeated all those years to help yeah. get them over. Yep. You gotta put me over, brother. It really was. Um, it was Hulk Hogan and all the guys he defeated for ten years. And you know what? That was another thing I really enjoyed was Hogan's induction for Savage, which was very, very respectful. And you could tell that like any bad blood that they had was all erased because he truly missed his friend. Well, so yeah, that was really cool. I mean, that's that during the what's... pre-show when he was like, "I love him to death." And like, uh... <laughs> it's like, God damn, Hulk! Too soon, man! Too soon! <laughs> like, dude, he's dead. So you don't you don't love him anymore? And then they're like, we're going we're gonna to interview Nick now. I'm like, why? What are you doing to me? 
don't give um, a shit. But I like how Hogan, since coming back to WWE, a lot of that stuff, like the thing with Warrior um, and this, were both. He buried the hatchet, on, and yeah, then he, he buried, buried the Warrior. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. But yeah, um, cool and stuff there. Dana Warrior, gonna body slam Hulk Hogan. She got a big pop for that, too. I like, yeah, she actually, like, took her, the bracelets and put them around her arms. Yeah. So, yeah, really cool stuff. Um, lots of laughs, lots of feels. Um, even Alundra yes. Blaze's speech was pretty intense when she was talking about all the, everybody who's not here anymore. Yes, once they hit I really respect raised. her, but it feels like she's right. been talking for a week. Oh, yeah, screw that. She did talk way too long. No, she, like, she acted like she was being inducted to the Hall of Fame, and that was not it, the case. Oh, you're talking about Dana Warrior. Oh, we were talking about Alundra. We were talking about Alundra. Oh, well, Alundra Blazin was the best freaking speech of the whole show. Yeah, Alundra and Luke and Butch were my favorite speeches. Those were the best. Alrighty, um, before we move on to our little bonus recap of WrestleMania's past, let's answer a few oh. questions here. I saw everybody doing the Bushwhacker walk real quick when they, when they that got was pulled awesome. up. That was great. And then Bret Hart reluctantly did it. Feel, it felt like he really didn't want to do it, and he's like... Well, I can't be upstage now. Did he, did I he think Brett was like, up? I don't want to put my arms up that high. It's going to hurt too much. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, I think, I don't think anybody really would have done it except that Piper was the first one that went up and he had to do it. Probably because he was wasted. That's, that's probably why they had him do it first. All right. Uh, let's answer some cues and then we'll move on to our next section here. Matt Awesome asks, with the Battle Royal being on the pre-show, do you see a lot of filler with random promos or replays of the Hall of Fame? Um, and I mean, there will be a replay of the Hall of Fame. But there's replay always, of the Hall of Fame! There's always some backstage segments or something, and usually at WrestleMania they're pretty good backstage segments, so I'm not really going to be upset about that. Well, there's going to be the comedy segment with Zack Ryder. It's Friday, Friday, woo, woo, woo. Or Mick Foley. And, oh, wait, LL Cool J is going to be there. Oh, that's right. We are getting a performance. Why do I forget about black people on these shows? That's terrible. I forgot about Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> no wonder Vince loves you so much. No wonder yeah. he always possesses you. <laughs> and you guys say I'm racist. Jeez. All right. Uh, Jason Shin said that if Roman were to fuck him, he would remember Ron it. Hulu so let's move on week. from that. Um, Stephen Arthur asks, where does Brock go from here if he loses at Mania? You know, that's really a, a tough prediction because I I don't see where he goes after losing that besides rematch. But, I, guys, I don't see him moving away from the t- his character. I don't see moving away from that title easily. Yeah, that's a tough one. That So if Brock actually loses the belt, it's going to be more interesting to see what he does the next night. It would be nice to see if he comes out and says, you know, I want a rematch, and then somebody else like a Daniel Bryan or a Dolph Ziggler or somebody who doesn't win that IC title match tonight is like, wait a second, you've monopolized this scene for this long. Now yeah. it's someone else's turn. And then, you know, you know yeah. what? That actually would be good. At Extreme Rules, we'd probably get, like, Brock versus Bryan or Brock versus Ziggler or something like that. Right, right. You're, you're not even here. And he this really much gets of the time. to throw somebody around. <laughs> So if he if he F fives Daniel Bryan, is it gonna be like when he F five Shannon Moore and spun him around like four times? There's just a uh that became... lottery turner out front. Daniel Bryan. Shannon Daniel Moore Bryan. Became... Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Shannon Moore became a Rafflecopter. 
Or, you know, Paul Heyman just sticks him on someone. Remember when randomly. A-Train became a lawn dart in the F5? I do remember that. He almost died. Remember when Bob Holly deadweighted him for a powerbomb? Oh, yeah, and then blamed it on Brock Lesnar? He's too green. But then he got a freaking championship match at a major pay-per-view out of it. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Isn't that right, hardcore? At least I had festive napkins for that occasion. <laughs> All right, uh, Glenn Kukin asks, outside of maybe Sting versus Taker next year, do you think there is more story for Sting, or is this really going to be a possible two-match thing for him in WWE? Uh, that's another one I can't really predict right now, because... I think it's all going to depend on what they want to do with him. This is not the one and only match for Sting. Um, no, are I, you I so- know there's there's a ton of articles out there that are claiming that he's saying that, but I I think he'll guess what? I think he'll do a few more. He works in wrestling, and he's working you. <laughs> um. So, but it, are they asking? Is this going to be a two match Triple H? Thing or are they asking if Sting's gonna like have a two match more? two match uh, in c- career thing? Like oh okay, I okay. come to WWE. I, I was gonna say I hope Triple done. H isn't like I lost to you, but I want to win the <laughs> you battle. You owe me a job. <laughs> like remember, do you remember that big story with Shawn Michaels when he won the Elimination Chamber? He's like I did it as a favor for Shawn. Now he owes me a job, so I get the belt back. <laughs> and then we had what was it Armageddon that year? Yeah, because Sean had a great match with RVD, and it's like, oh, man, we could actually do something with this. He's like, nope. You gotta, Why continue that feud when we can do this? That was that was uh, Evolution Armageddon, when everybody won a belt. Was it, or was it... Evolution Geddon. I thought there was a year before that, because they did the three stages of hell with Michaels, <laughs> and that was before Evolution was a thing, I thought. Uh, may, no, may, maybe it was the Armageddon after it, but I, you know exactly which Armageddon yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. The Armageddon. Evolution is a mystery. Yes. Um, Stephen Arthur says, who can gain the most out of this show? Be it Rusev, Reigns, Wyatt, or someone else? Um, actually, all three of those guys would probably be the ones that would gain the most. WWE. Um, Rusev, please. WrestleMania is the draw. WWE is going to get gains out of this. If they... If, if they not even put these guys over as far as winning, but put them on the map and he's like Bray Wyatt's in a matchup, like a marquee matchup. That's awesome. Um, anyone who gets elevated and noticed tonight is is going to help propel WWE as a whole into the future. So I don't think it's one guy that's going to succeed. I feel like WWE themselves are going to succeed. Right. And then uh, last question before we move on. We'll Everybody gets later. a trophy. Uh, Jason Chin says, what are your predictions on returns or call-ups for Monday night? Um, if I had to predict any call-ups, I'd say that Breeze and Neville are going to be the, the two guys coming up. I actually wonder if this Hideo Itami thing is to introduce him into the, yeah, into like, the roster tonight. You know what, tonight. dude? You're really good, and we really don't have a spot for you in NXT, so here you go. I guess that's how they're going to move people up from NXT when it gets too crowded. Yeah. Well, they've they got so many other guys that they need to get over. And I think we talked about this on the show this week, but, like, you've got Solomon Crow now. Uh, the, Who we haven't the, seen in, like, a month and a half. Yeah. Uha Nation and Samoa Joe might be coming in, so those are going to be two new guys that they're going to build up. So, yeah, I mean... A whole nation of Uha's! Oh, my God. Uha Nation! <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Shin, you can have fun with that one. Ugh. Ugh. 
All right, Dan. Disgusting. T- tell us about our, your uh, WrestleMania poll. Oh, yes. Uh, I can't believe the idea that I would put up a WrestleMania straw poll with people to vote for what they think is their what they think is their favorite WrestleMania because it's <laughs> not, not what true. they know. It's not what you know. It's a conspiracy. Uh, it is a, it's a conspiracy. Sit on the hatch. We don't have time for him today. Because <laughs> okay. uh, we're already supposed to be done by now. <laughs> yes. And we're not. Uh, so the people voted, and they voted by one vote. The winner was WrestleMania X7. Yeah, it beat out 20, right? Yeah, it beat 20 by one vote. And uh, what we decided to do is we're going to do a quick review of that event. Yep. So take us through the card. All right, the first match on the actual show was Chris Jericho defeated William Regal to retain the IC title. Good match. Quick. Uh, right guy won. May I also mention that on this show, Paul Heyman on commentary. Yes, which was awesome. Oh, and I, I love that the storyline leading into this was that Jericho pissed in his Earl Grey. Yeah. <laughs> I think the letter P will be here. How about a spot of P, jackass? <laughs> uh, uh, it is to be noted, Chris Jericho opened this WrestleMania the ne- next year he made it vented. William Regal opened last, next year's WrestleMania as well. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, I relate. Uh, but during the Hall of Fame video stuff, they it, it said William Regal, WWE legend. When'd that happen? They were talking about people. When they, like and during the Talking Heads segments in between inductions. No, I mean, when did he gain legend status? I don't know, sometime recently. Oh, good for him. Yeah, good for him. Good for you, Legend. Right, next, next match. Uh, the next matchup was the APA and Taz defeated the right to censor in a six-man tag. Not bad. Six-man tag fanfare. I remember this being shorter, though, so I was actually surprised. When oh, was that a dig on Taz? Out. No. Jesus. God. I, uh, <laughs> there's no, you know, there's, uh, I remember this match no, being shorter. <laughs> there's, there's no points or buried tonight, Pat. Jeez. <laughs> Stop burying people. That's why he's got to bury him now. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not hard to bury. He's shorter than everybody else. Yeah. Oh, fuck and off. The finish, the finish was clothesline <laughs> from hell, and who got pinned? Good father. Good father got pinned. By the jubble. Pre-jubble, yeah. jubble. Eh, decent match. Jubble, 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 jubble. It did what it needed to do. Steven what, Richards. In what I believe is actually my favorite match on the show... Kane defeated yes. Raven in the Big Show to win the Hardcore Championship. Oh, that match was so cool. And ruined Paul Heyman's favorite Snapple. Diet Peach! <laughs> that was the best part. <laughs> That's my favorite! Yeah, good stuff. That's a really great Hardcore match, and Raven almost uh, ended WrestleMania because when he gets in the golf cart and then he crashed it, <laughs> the, you can see the very large power cords nearby, and he almost pulled them out. <laughs> That would have been a hell of a And that thing. would have ended WrestleMania like 40 minutes in. <laughs> oh, fun. Oh, thanks, Glenn. Taz doesn't need a six-foot grave, only like three feet. <laughs> oh. God, God damn. He's not a midget. <laughs> He's probably taller than you. Wow, the mood is about to change on this show. <laughs> I, said, I said Taz looked a lot bigger on Lucky Charms box. <laughs> oh, God. 
Uh, ready to get depressed again because Eddie Guerrero defeats Tess to win the European. Oh my championship. god! Yeah, I remember when that came wow, out. Wow, all I things heard, gone. <laughs> I heard the Latino Heat music. I'm like, oh shit, this is the Eddie Test match. I'm like, oh, this. Hurts. Eddie's dead. Test's dead. European and, Championship's dead. And Perry Saturn at one point was presumed dead. Oh, God. He was just living in a crack house. It was a good match, yeah. though. The best part, the first time I ever watched X7, because I, I didn't see the X7 the first time it aired, because that was in like my, my little anti-wrestling phase when I wasn't actually watching, and Pat loaned me the DVD, and I remember one of the first comments I said to him was, when the hell was Test a big baby face? Because I didn't believe you. <laughs> You're like, Test is really over in this one. I'm like, that's bullshit, Pat. Fun story about WrestleMania X7. Sold the DVD. Sells for about $100. Yeah, it's awesome. Is it because there's something that's not edited out? There, Yeah, in the WrestleMania set, I believe they edited out My Way. And I think it was, it was also edited out of the video for the Rock and Austin feud. But that's all back on the network. Yeah. yeah. I have the original X8 DVD. I had that as well. Maybe I should sell it. Anyway, right. what's what our next, next match? matchup? Kurt Angle defeats Chris Benoit. Oh yeah, and Fields match number two. I remember I saw that timeline. I'm like, there's a really big gap there. I'm like, I bet you that's where the Benoit matches. It's Angle and Benoit. You can't go wrong. Excellent match. And the whole point of it was they're going to make each other tap out, but the finish was pinfall. Right. Kept the feud going. Was this the feud that had? I know how to get to Kurt Angle. I'll put my his gold medals down my pants. Uh, I was don't that that feud? That was that feud. Goddamn. Yeah, I remember. The next match was China defeats Ivory to win the women's championship. That was uh, that was Ivory pretty much knowing that she was going to lose because she wouldn't let go of the belt and she was like screaming and crying over it. And then the finish was her just getting dropped on her face. That, it was just a gorilla press. <laughs> yeah, the match the match probably would have been better, but I feel like China phoned it in. Oh well. By the way, little uh, trinket from this week's podcast. Jeff Charlowitz actually found the picture that I referenced on this week's podcast of the guy wanting Triple H to cover Sting's face in semen and blood. Oh yeah, that's so disgusting. So he so that's on the top of the Club Cave Fabe uh, board right now. <laughs> All right. Gross, gross. Shane McMahon defeats Vince McMahon in a street fight with Mick Foley as the special guest referee. Also, that was the best acting job ever done by Linda because she had to sit there and not emote. I mean, it was like she was born to play that role. So mean. But yeah, <laughs> it was great, the whole, like, like, oh, Trish hasn't been given her medication and... And then Trish Dunn turned face. And then she kicks Vince in the balls, and then Shane wins with the Coast to Coast. Yep. It was awesome. It was really good. Considering two guys who aren't wrestlers in a marquee WrestleMania match delivered. <laughs> so, hooray. And you could tell this was an Attitude Era pay-per-view because there was a shitload of promos. Even, even Linda delivered is, in this one. Yeah, it's crazy. Our next match is TLC2 
as Asian Christian defeated the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys to win the tag yeah. title. Match of the night, great spots. You've all seen it. Um, I, I, I took notice of the uh, the JR comment when Lita was going after Edge. Lita just jerked Edge off the ladder. Goddamn. This match gave Spike Dudley a WrestleMania moment. Yep. <laughs> My favorite part is when Rhino's laid on the spot and Matt Hardy's yelling at him, Rhino! Rhino! <laughs> uh, next is that the Iron Sheik won the Gimmick Battle Royal. I love the Gimmick Battle Royal so much. I absolutely love the Gimmick Battle Royal. I love the Bobby Heenan zingers. I love him and Mean Gene going at it. 15 that minutes is, of setup. That is also Johnny Glitter's favorite match ever. Because of the name Gimmick. Half these guys don't think they're gimmicks. Andre the gimmick. Fun. It was funny because there was there were totally like some non gimmicks in there and it didn't matter. Just like screw it, let's just put a bunch of people in there. Jim Cornette's here. Throw him in there. Yeah. Guess what? Gimmick and old. Same word. <laughs> put Hayes in there. By the time the Iron Sheik gets to the ring, it'll be WrestleMania 38. It almost was. <laughs> Our next match is Undertaker Triple H one. That's my favorite. personal favorite of of the series that they don't of acknowledge the this one at all. Because it's I, the was this superior. was this when I made the comment? I think I made the comment in our private chat where I was like, I wonder what sort of, <laughs> I wonder what Lemmy was actually inebriated on, and some when he just responded, yes. You said, I wonder how inebriated he is, and I said somewhere between yes and very. Somewhere between yes and very. That's right. Because <laughs> that was when uh, he forgot the... Pitch and a, d- d- something else. He, he forgot screwed, the words to the song. He screws up he his own lyrics. I love it. So in the end, all he ends up saying is time to play the game, and it's all about the game, and just over and over and over. And Undertaker wins. And even though this match wasn't a uh, no DQ, they just knock the ref out and then fight in the crowd for 20 minutes. Yeah, while the ref just lays there. That had to be such an easy job as a ref for that match. Or it could be like, so hard because you just had to lay down like and, and not move for 20 minutes. <laughs> I've done that before. It's called being... It's called sloth, and it's one of the seven deadly sins, and it's the best one. I, I can't... I, I don't even... I can't even not move when I'm asleep, so... Alright. So, bro. Main event, because the only one match is the main event, and it's the one that goes on last, and that's Steve Austin defeats The Rock to win the WWE Championship by turning heel yeah. and joining Vince McMahon. Beat yeah. that dirty Samoan. Definitely the best Rock Austin match, and what's really funny is to actually hear how the crowd turned, because they were super pro Austin the whole time, but when he actually turned heel, they were like, oh, F this guy, we want Rock to win. You know what I learned that morning? That the rock was half black. Alright. You thought he was just Samoan at that point? Yeah, I thought it was all Samoan. Of course. Alright, so uh Dan, why don't you take us through a couple of WrestleMania memories from people and then we can close off by discussing our own. Alright, I started a thread for people to tell us their favorite WrestleMania memories, and here are some of them. Siobhan says, I don't want to sound cliche and say Eddie and Benoit hugging, but 
Eddie and Benoit hugging was one of my favorite moments. It is. That's that's still one of those like really gets you emotional moments, and it's worse now because neither of these guys are with us anymore, and it's it's such a hard thing to remember. What did they do? Move away? Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Is that big old wrestling ring up in the sky? Yeah, one of my one of my favorite in heaven. moments. He's not there yet. No, there. Do you ever hear the song "Hulkster in Heaven"? I don't think so. Should I have? It was about a. It was about a kid who died, and uh, the song was. I forget who sang it, but it was. I don't think it was Hogan. It was like that album that they put out, and it was uh, "We'll Tie Up Again," the Hulkster in Heaven. That's depressing. Yeah, I like this. All right. <laughs> anyway, more I'm memories, sad. please. More memories, please. Uh, Stephen Mokowski says Owen's upset over Brett at WrestleMania X. How do you know Kevin Owens was upset? (laughs) The thing is, is there isn't an apostrophe, so it's just like, Owens upset over Brett. (laughs) (laughs) He took it out on poor Sami Zayn. Fun fact, that's one of Melissa Hatfield's favorite matches. It's a great match. And it opened a freaking WrestleMania. It's the best match at WrestleMania 10. And WrestleMania 10 is a great WrestleMania. Every time I saw Kevin Steen in the Indies, he was holding in that resentment pretty well. Oh, but as yeah. soon as he got called to freaking WWE, it's over. Exactly. You're damn right he's over. It's like his third match ever. He's like, I can't do it anymore. I have to kill all the peoples in my matches. All Rage. got a concussion. <laughs> Goddamn. All right, Glenn Kukin says, My personal favorite was seeing Undertaker's entrance at WrestleMania 29. That would be WrestleMania Ninja, because it was never 29 on the on the stuff, right? Correct. Be- because I was there, it was surreal to see. Totally different than when I saw him at Hell on Cell or SummerSlam. My favorite to watch that's, on TV. That's the one where he's got, like, the zombie hands. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one was freaking badass. It's also the same one where... where Triple H got burned by uh, by the dry ice. By the dry. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. My favorite to watch on TV was Hogan Warrior match and the ending. Warrior with both titles, both men completely spent in seemingly no hatred between them at the moment. Pretty cool stuff, guys. Uh, Matthew McFarland says that WrestleMania 14 because my father Did got tricked. You say Matthew McFarland? Matthew McFarland. Oh, Matthew McFarland. Matt McFarland. Hey, Peter. <laughs> WrestleMania 14 because my father got tricked and took me to the event. Oh, it be was nice to Matt Austin. So he got pulled over geez. by a fake cop. Hey, you told me to read this, so I'm gonna do it my way. Oh Christ! It was nosebleed seats. It's, well, we just covered X7, like so it's his way, or the highway. Seeing the DX band play, watching Stone Cold vs. Uh. HBK with Mike Tyson was great. The best moment was the Tyson punch. It, HBK. We ate some hole-in-the-wall pizza place. We ate at some hole-in-the-wall pizza place. Met a pro boxer before the show. show and then I got sick and couldn't go to Applebee's. Aww. Uh, uh, well, I, I, know, I know people who would relate to that. Uh, it's, it's my way, my way, or I block you. I remember Jason Tamaro and I used to have the, because uh, Michael Cole came out to my way for the longest time after WrestleMania 17, so we used to sing when he came out, it's my way, okay, maybe your way. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But that's okay because Stevie wasn't at Applebee's that night anyway. So, but Stevie Ray was waiting for a call from Booker <laughs> for seven years. It'll, Booker's like, I'll be there in a minute. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> because he kept saying stuff like, "Oh man, Randy Orton's been here for a minute." <laughs> I was wondering where that came from. This is pre-show discussion, by the way. This is a Pressilmania podcast talk. This was no, this was on the uh, WrestleMania today uh, on Thursday. He said that, and he's like, "Oh, the Bella Twins. I know they've been here for a minute." <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for DJ MC's takeover of the uh, of the thread here. Oh, yeah. uh, he starts with a book, so uh, I'm gonna have to get through this. My own personal birthday gift, being at WrestleMania 29. My first time going to a WrestleMania is something I could cross off the bucket list. Seeing the My Favorite Wrestler, The Undertaker, at WrestleMania. Also, another thing I can cross off the bucket list. Well, cross of the bucket list. I admit bias, but I loved the CM Punk Taker match, even watching it again. Me too. So many great moments. The entrances with living color, and the undead silhouettes, the slap to Taker's face, not once but twice! Punk doing the old school, the OMG moment of the night when Punk landed landed on his leg after doing the savage elbow drop to the announce table, and it refused to break. The unexpected tombstone rebound received after Taker got hit with the GTS. Taker just sitting up during the Anaconda Vice. All right, this is ridiculous. The earn shot, the earn shot by Punk getting a two point nine nine count. Hey, you told me to read these. I know, but I, I, I now regret this because you never edit anything. Samoa, 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 Samoa. Paul Heyman is an awesome, awesome heel manager who cannot believe the resilience of the Undertaker. Punk spinning out of Tombstone, seeing my favorite wrestler win. Although, I wouldn't have minded Punk win because he's fantastic. Jeez. That was a um, great match. Well, now that we've lost a bunch of listeners, what's, what's another memory? Uh, then he posts a bunch of videos and pictures, and I almost lost Josette Meyer's entry because of it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for all the pictures and videos. It's really easy for us to read those on an audio podcast. Here, look at uh, these pictures. Okay. Wow, this is a great picture. Check this one out, guys. That's fantastic. Oh, that's gross. Oh, that's the wrong. That's the wrong folder. I sent you that picture from. Hey, check out this That's picture. Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Josie says, I remember the first time I actually had resources to buy WrestleMania and have a Super Bowl-level party. It was pretty awesome having the family moment with my kids. That's a that is memory. pretty awesome. That's actually um, what I tend to do for WrestleMania. I My birthday is usually a week or a week and a half before WrestleMania, so I combine both into Birthday Mania. So welcome to Birthday Mania. Um... Until Chris O'Milly got married. <laughs> wedding no, Mania. No, no, it still continued. And then Wedding Mania is another thing. It's an offshoot. It's like a spin-off. Chris got his own show. <laughs> oh, no. He, Except, he spun off. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a special because it only happened once. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Anniversary um, Mania. But <laughs> last year was Gaggle Mania, which uh, happened with... No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not going to talk cops. about it. Uh, Adrian Cotton is the last one I got here and he says it feels weird to say now but Benoit winning the title at 20 I know so many people thought Triple H was going to retain or if Benoit did win it would be over Shawn Michaels but Triple H tapped and me and my buddy lost our minds 
<laughs> Good stuff. Thanks, guys. All right, I'm going to put you two on the spot for a minute. Uh, my, Bono and all of them? My favorite WrestleMania match of all time is the Iron Man match at 12, Brett and Sean. Least favorite match of all time is Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler at 27, which was horrible on every level. My overall favorite Mania would be three. My least favorite would be... Uh, it's either 9 or 11. Oh, 9 11. That's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I'll never forget. All right. Uh, Patrick, what's your favorite WrestleMania match and your least favorite WrestleMania match that you can think of? Okay, least favorite is WrestleMania 27, John Cena versus The Miz. Uh, <laughs> because it felt like the buildup for the match, the video package prior, all of that stuff was great, you and this match was a now. giant turd. Do it was you, a giant turd. Hate- that song was the theme song that uh, Corey Chadwick used in our old E-Fed. <laughs> and then you said yes. And yes, I do. <laughs> um, no, hate That's like the answer to, energy. do you want to hurt me? Do you really want to make me cry? Yes. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> um, there are a lot of matches I love in WrestleMania, but because I was there live, I'm not going to take the time that DJMC did, but Punk and Taker, because I was there live. Yes. Yeah, 28 and 29 were my two live WrestleManias, and I enjoyed both of them for different reasons. Except I got the good Rock Cena match at one, and then I got the shitty Rock Cena match at the other. I was at WrestleMania for for like a minute, and by a minute I mean I was there for like five hours of a day. Yeah, I also got the 18-second match. (laughs) Alright, what's your overall favorite WrestleMania and least favorite WrestleMania. Hmm. hmm. Oh, I didn't get to answer because I'm, I'm I'm nobody now. I guess you're next. You're after Pat. Who's next? You are. Jeez, dude. Uh, my down. favorite WrestleMania, top to bottom, I would have to say is 19. And uh, good choice, man. My that's, least that's his favorite too. Wow. It um. Is. I'm wondering what my least favorite would be. Hmm. I am going to say probably the same. I put my worst match on. 27 was very uneventful. Yeah. 27 really was not a good WrestleMania. All right. uh, Dan, favorite and least favorite matches? Favorite is Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin in the I Quit match. 14. 13. Oh, 13. And my least favorite Such a great match, match would be Michael Cole versus Jerry the King <laughs> Lawler. King Lawler. From 27. My favorite WrestleMania overall might be 20. That's a good one, though. That's a, that's, a, that's a good top-to-bottom card with only one notable blemish. It's a very notable blemish. It's a beast-sized blemish. And my least favorite WrestleMania overall would be 9. Because there's, like, two good matches, and the best match went too long. So even the best thing had a major negative. Was that was that Sean and Tataka? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, the, the Brett-Yoko match was actually a good match, but then that ending is still, like, my least favorite thing that ever happened at WrestleMania. No, you go get him. Well, brother, you're too small for me to put over, so let me go beat this guy. 
And then let me pull up Brock Lesnar by not showing up until freaking King of the Ring. King of the Ring, when he when Yoko won the title back, and then he's like, all right, dudes, I'm out. Peace. Watch Thunder in Paradise. That was his last WrestleMania until 18. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to our live WrestleMania special. And I hope everybody enjoys the event tonight. We didn't get any more cues to A. Uh, not, not anything worth A. Although, all right, you know what? Let's end it with this. Uh, Matt Awesome says, do you think that even though Rikishi's speech ran too long when he did the Samoan language section, do you think it actually translated to, you are all retarded, I'm really the boogeyman. Ha ha ha, fuck you, Antonio. (laughs) Oh, I was going to say it translated to, I did it for the rock. But yes, that's the I knew it! (laughs) Yes, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm really the boogeyman. <laughs> oh. All right, WrestleMania tonight. Enjoy. Yes. Yep. Bye.